This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. What is Chalkboard Chat? It's an MPB education podcast. It's a variety show providing information and resources for teachers, students, parents, guardians, and everyday people on various topics. It's learning something new with every publication. Chalkboard Chat. Find the podcast or listen from chalkboardchat.mpbonline.org. Welcome in to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Jay White. I'm here today with Jeremy Thompson, the Hattiesburg Computer Doctor, and Wilts Contreras, IT Director with Rankin County and IT Instructor at Holmes Community College. Everyday Tech is MPB Think Radio's show about consumer technology and your very own personal IT department, all wrapped up into one convenient package. Jeremy can help you fix it. Wilts can help you keep it safe. and Both can do either well. See you in good hands either way. I want to hear from you this morning. Got any tech problems, issues, or questions? Do you have a story or experience to share? You can email us, everydaytech at mpbonline.org. And we have gotten uh, a decent amount of emails. And it is my hope uh, to... Uh, we're, we're having our fall drive coming up very soon. And uh, it is my hope to condense all of those emails into a show. We can have an email show. So... Uh, now that I've now that I've said it out loud, I kind of have to do it. Well, anyway, email show, right? Yeah, the email show. So, Jeremy, good morning. What's going on? Hey, good morning, Jake. Uh, I have been up early because some of my clients uh, they work really amazing schedules. <laughs> One gentleman I'm working for right now, he works Monday to Wednesday, eight to twelve. Wow. I was like, man, that's that's a nice schedule right, right there. <laughs> so I got to get up early uh, to be able to accommodate his schedule and also be able to run my shop at the same time. So I was up uh, at his office uh, yesterday. I went and abducted his computer and uh, scanned the hard drive and made a copy of it and uh, brought it back on a solid state drive so that he could use his old laptop with an old version of AutoCAD that – he prizes because he doesn't have to pay monthly for it, and uh, he wants to keep that setup going as long Good for as him. he could. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was. Uh, I'm. I'm happy to help people do that kind of stuff. Uh, he was telling me that he was having trouble finding someone who wanted to assist him with his issue, and I'm just sitting here like, you know, that meme where that dude in the yellow suit's coming out behind the tree and he's like rubbing his hands together. <laughs> I'm like, oh, baby, that's what I do. You know, bring yeah. it on. So um, he uh, he wrote me a check this morning, and he smiled at me, and he said, that's the best 600 bucks I've ever spent. Oh, wow. I went to his office, and I helped him, you know, uh, get all of his tech issues fixed, his email problems, everything, put him a new drive in his computer, got it all working seamlessly, helped him make sure that he was comfortable with it the way that it was, and if he had any questions about anything, I could answer them. So, you know, several hours in his office and uh, setting everything up for him, uh, he was very pleased. And that was a huge compliment for me because, uh, you know, you could spend 600 bucks on a lot of different things, but to uh, to spend it on your IT guy and tell him that was the best that you'd ever spent. Oh, man, I think I could find a better way to spend it myself. But <laughs> tells me, you know, that's a PlayStation 5. Yeah, it is. Tells me that uh, 
I bring something to the table that nobody else will. I mean, he he said that he had other IT guys that would help him with anything on his Windows 10, Windows 11, whatever. Windows 7, they wouldn't touch it. I'm like, well, I cut my teeth way before Windows 7, so we good. I got gotcha. you. So um, that was fun. And uh, to see his reaction to the what I like to call the solid state experience, you know, he's like, loading stuff up and he's like man that loaded fast and i was like yeah that's what you paid for you know it's <laughs> a good drive and it's it's so cool to be able to breathe life new life into an older computer and still be able to to make it a little bit better than it was before all right now you Pretty mentioned awesome. you mentioned ps5 which reminded me of uh our, our journey that we've been on with kevin farrell and we uh, hope to have a little bit of an update here in, in just a little bit with that. But we got a lot that we can dig into today, including it's right up against the end of September. October is coming up, and uh, we've got some news about uh, what uh, several of the streaming services may be adding and taking away from their list. We can get into that if we have the time. Now, how about this, uh, Jeremy? Mr. Beast revealed, Mr. Beast, uh, YouTube uh, content creator, and I feel like I'm almost boxing him. Putting him in a box, Huge calling, there. yeah, calling yeah. him a YouTube creator. That dude, he's done some pretty creative stuff. Yeah, he his he found some interesting ways to to give away money. That's for sure. Absolutely. What's he doing now? Well, he he revealed that at one point he was offered a billion dollars for his YouTube channel and his, um, you know, he has like this commercial empire now. Like, I mean, you can go to Walmart and find Mr. Beast. Um, snacks and things like that i i can't remember where it was that we were but we were on vacation one time and there are mr beast fast food restaurants it's basically like a hamburger and hot dog joint and it's hey, it's as eat. right it's as wonky as you might imagine a mr beast fast food joint would be Wonky. but it's got mr beast slapped on it and every time you buy a dog he's getting paid but uh, he revealed that he was offered a staggering one billion dollars for his youtube channels and associated brands and turned it down what was his restaurant called? Was it called Mr. Feast? <laughs> I can't remember, but if it wasn't, it should have been. <laughs> right. Wow, I don't know, man. You send him that. He may, he, he may uh, dive into that. That's pretty good. That's I might sell good. him that for a billion dollars. Right, yes. right. Uh, there, there's plenty more to get into, uh, including the Department of Transportation approving charging plans for all 50 states. And... Um, and the, and the thing that we were talking about, and, and I was talking to Java just a little bit during this news break before we came back on, Netflix, uh, and we teased this with a story a couple of weeks ago. They're getting into gaming, and now they're starting to roll this out in their apps and things like that. And and the tech sites like Engadget and The Verge and Wired and everything else, they're all sounding the alarms. Go get your namer tag now. <laughs> so go go sign up and get that handle that you want. And uh, uh so that's that's there's the call for doing that. I have to do that now. Get get us a, like an MPB gaming tag or something like that. Somebody's gonna go do that while I'm still in the show and it'll be gone. So I have to Where be do we do MPB this? gamer Where tag one nine seven nine or thirteen ampersand hashtag question mark. All right, Kevin Farrell is. I'll get that information to you here in just a minute, Jeremy. We have J, we have Kevin Farrell in the studio with us for uh, a long time now we've been <laughs> along with kevin and his his uh his climb to a playstation 5 and it seemed to take on a bizarre series of twists and turns the closer you got to the end of the road kevin good morning how are you morning good morning it's uh 
Do you have a PlayStation 5 currently? I have one in my living room Let's set up go. and ready to go. That's so, what yes. I'm talking about. Yes. There's a happy ending. <laughs> but I think uh, last yeah. last week when we left off, when, when we last joined Kevin in his search for the PS5, um, <laughs> Jermaine had actually found a couple at uh, Target, and I was going to get them, but they were the digital version. And since I'm a Gamefly member, which is Netflix for video games, or the original Netflix, where you you know you buy or you rent the uh, the disc and can keep it for long you want, and then you send back when you finish playing. So I needed the, the disc, disc version, and it was not at uh, Target. So I went and looked at Walmart, and I found one. This was just last Wednesday. It had um, it was a bundle, and it had a skin as the extra thing. Which I'm not. By the way, how about Jermaine just being like, she joined us like nine months into this search. She's like, I don't know why this is so hard. I just found like five right here. All I did was Google Best Buy. What are y'all doing? That's true. That's true. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, you know, a skin is not something that I particularly wanted. And plus, it was on the expensive side of of what it costs. So I thought, well, no, I'll do that. Well, then um, I got the email from Sony saying, hey, this is your time this afternoon, beginning at one o'clock. Click this link and you get in to buy your PS5. So I went at one o'clock. I went in there and it said, Welcome to the queue. So your email said, The time is now. So it's like John Cena's thing. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm in the waiting room and at first it said, Your wait is longer than an hour. Well, I went to the kitchen to get something to eat or whatever, came back and it was down to 18 minutes and then it was down to a minute. And then finally the chime. And it's I'm like, glad you didn't take it for its word and just like go, what, you know, go it, watch something on Netflix or something <laughs> like that. How long do you have from the time that it that it's your time to make the purchase? Well, you had ten minutes to respond to and go into the Oof. the the store, but I think once you got in there, there didn't appear to be any kind of of time limitations. My problem was though, I clicked on the go into the store thing, and I'm sitting there, nothing's happening, mm. nothing's happening. Start to panic, and I think, oh, my gosh, I've got my ad blocker on. So I disabled that and instantly was in the store. So I um, – That's important to know. Well, yeah, yeah. important. Because, Jay, you and I were talking about this off air the other day. I was so afraid I would hit the back button or something and lose my place Absolutely. in line. I'd be that, scared to death to click anything yeah. at that point. <laughs> so they offered free shipping if you bought something else. And first I was going to – I was looking for Madden, but they didn't have that. So I bought a charger. These friggin' guys right here. <laughs> You've been in a year-long search for this thing. You get free shipping if you buy a charger. Well, pal. Foolishly, I did that because I thought. Then I thought to myself afterwards, I'm like, I'm not sure shipping would have been that much. But anyway, I, th- I thought a charger was useful. Uh, so yeah, I went you ahead. A charger out of it. Yeah. So went ahead. Very excited. Going to get my PS5. Was going to show. Oh, the other funny thing, and I told you this the other day too, Jay. It said uh, I was supposed to come in at 1 p.m. Central Time. And there was a note on that same email that said, if you purchased this before 1 p.m. Central Time, we will ship it to you today. And I'm like, well, how can I? Because the other thing they said was, don't you dare check in early or else you will be disqualified. So anyway, it said it was going to ship in a couple of days. Yeah. The next day, get an email from Sony. We're sorry to inform you that your shipment has been delayed and we will try to get it to you as soon as possible. So I'm like, oh, gosh. So then I'm um, glad I'm the only person that doesn't read those emails with that that type of voice, (laughs) by the way. So then a couple of days later, which this was have been Saturday or Sunday, I got an email from UPS saying your shipment will arrive tomorrow, your package. And I'm like, I've seen so many of these scam phishing things. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. And it didn't. Sony was not listed as the as the shipper. 
So um, I went then, and, mm. they, and it said you, uh, a signature is required, and it's going to come Monday between one thirty and 5.30. All right, so then I went to the UPS site, and it said uh, change delivery date. And I thought, okay, well, that's better. I'll change it to Tuesday. Nope, they're going to charge you money for that. Uh, change the delivery location. Nope, they're going to charge you money for that. Narrow your window down to two hours. Nope, they're going to charge you for that. So I took off Monday <laughs> afternoon. Expecting that I... Wait a minute, I bought a charger. (laughs) Well, this is the PS5, so this was the biggie. And I thought, okay, signature is a little bit wonky or whatever, but it's, you know, $500 plus item, so I'm I'm good with that. So I'm eating lunch, uh, finished lunch, and I check my email, and I've got an email from UPS that says, your package has been delivered. And I'm like, huh? So I go out to my door. There it is sitting on my stoop. They didn't, I don't think, certainly didn't ask for a signature. I don't think that they even knocked on the door. I mean, UPS used to be you'd race to the door and you could see the guy. Well, actually, it used to be, hello, how are you? Then it got to be you'd get to the door and the guy was halfway down the, the driveway. But like I said, I think they dropped this and went. So anyway, got the PS5, was all excited, uh, got everything. And I had bought Madden at, at GameStop. And so uh, I put that in there. I'm, my PS5 is updated. I've got Madden in there. It's taking time. You know how games have to download, so it's ready to go. The first thing it says was, in order to play online, you have to have an EA account. I thought, I don't play online, but you could not get past that screen without putting an email address in there. Put my email email address in there. Put the the password in there. I'm sorry, your password doesn't matter. I'm like, oh, crud. (laughs) So I go to there, so I change my email address. I, I change my password. Well, then it says... You can't use this email address because you have another EA account already associated with this email address. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I have two two emails I use. So I went to the other one. Heaven forbid I had forgotten that password to get it again. But I got the same thing of, well, you've already got a, an EA account associated with this. Well, then I went to EA to disassociate this with that, and it didn't work. <clears throat> and I realized I probably had four or five EA accounts because every year I bought Madden, I think I just created another one. And it finally caught up with me. <laughs> so I went to Yahoo and created a free email account at Yahoo, put that in there, <laughs> and voila, there it is, finally gets like – so I was able to play – Madden on my PS5. I've updated my Gamefly queue to move all the PS5s to the top of the list. It will be interesting to me because most of your PS4 games you can play on the PS5. Although, again, I was trying to uh, – you can import your data so that, you know, if you're in the middle of a game on PS4, you can send it over to the PS5. Well, again, my my uh, PlayStation names didn't match, so I wasn't able to do that. So, But anyway, it's there. Uh, it's great. The graphics look great. I was a little disappointed in Madden, but the the actual you know uh, PlayStation Five itself looks really good, and it's 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 kind of a cool looking, very sleekly designed thing. So, whew, after all this time, I finally have my PS Five, and uh, they just dropped it on your doorstep. That's right, like a bowling ball. <laughs> oh, and yeah. uh, so I'm getting the charger today because UPS sent me another thing that said signature was required. Ha ha! No, no. Well, then after all that, it'd be funny if you have to sign for the charger, but they hung the PlayStation, they hang the PlayStation five off the flag on your mailbox out at the street. You're like, here. And after all that, I get two emails from Sony that say, hey, good news. Your package is on the way. So, so Sony has no, they're just, they're just guesstimating. This is probably in Poughkeepsie by now. This might be over there sometime next week. Meanwhile, you already got it plugged up at the house. 
So, yeah. So I, for the next uh, whatever, you know, I'll, I'll crawl back in my hole and start playing video games again because I've been, I've been a gamer since Pong. So this is really – really, go. I've been a lifelong gamer. It's, it's something I really enjoy doing. So, Well, congratulations, Thank man. You. Thank you. Happy ending. Yay. Yeah. And uh, a lot of uh, lessons for everybody to learn about how that process, if you're not lucky enough to be like Jermaine and just Google it, you know, like, hey, find me a PS5. Oh, here's uh, Here's several. 3.1 miles away right now. Go pick it up and be there in five minutes. So for those who who don't, because I haven't found that luck either. So for people not Jermaine, here's some lessons to learn about how you may come about a PlayStation 5 by the next time a federal election happens. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin, for, All right. for that, that fun adventure. Yes, indeed. Uh, going down the PS5 road. We encourage you to uh, subscribe to Everyday Tech wherever you get your podcasts. And we started chopping up interesting bits of each show, uh, little tidbits or news stories and things like that, or takes that uh, our uh, experts have and sending them out as uh, little bite-sized tech uh, segments. And uh, that's wherever you subscribe to Everyday Tech. So however you get your podcast, just search Everyday Tech, and it should come up right there at the top of the list. All right, Jeremy, unofficial renders of Samsung's next flagship smartphone suggest it could be about to ditch the camera bumps seen on this year's S22s. And instead, renders published uh, by OnLeaks, that's nice, and claimed that the Galaxy S23s will simply have three protruding camera lenses with no raised section between them. It's a design that looks similar to this year's Galaxy S22 Ultra, albeit with one fewer camera sensor. Uh, elsewhere, the rumored specs of both the Galaxy S23 and S23 Plus are broadly similar to this year's phones. The S23 is expected to have a 6.1-inch display, while the S23 Plus could have a larger 6.5-inch screen. Both are expected to once again have three cameras, although exact camera specs are unclear. In the U.S., both will almost certainly be powered by Qualcomm. Of course, uh, their flagship 2023 processor likely to be called the Snapdragon 8 Gen 2, or the 8.2 is what that might have been called in back in the day. Uh, so, Jeremy... Uh, what do you think about where Samsung is with the Galaxy S right now? And as we head into the S23, there now we're, we've got six and a half inch phones. We're slamming into our pockets here. And here's a little bit of redesign with the camera. What do you think about uh, Samsung and where it is with the uh, S series phones right now? The Galaxy S, I should say. Well, I mean, I, I like where it is. I have one of the newer uh, S22 Ultras. Um, it's not a whole lot different than that Note 20 Ultra or the Note 10 that came before it. You know, slightly better camera, better battery life for sure. It's a lot heavier. Like when I pick up my old phone, I'm like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> what, is my, what is my new one? What does my new one weigh like that? It just it just feels it's definitely chunkier. Yeah. In fact, I've got it right now. It has I heft. It the new ones have heft to yeah. them. They do. Um, this whole debate about the camera bump thing is it, it's so like first off, it's like way too early to be talking about the S twenty three Ultra. It's not going to come out until like March or April of next year, and so everything that we hear is just rumor and conjecture, and none of it really matters because. If you're smart, and I'm not calling you dumb if you don't do this, but if you're smart, you put your phone in a case, and none of that matters. I'm looking at mine right now in a yeah. case, and every one of those little protruding circles on the back is more than, you know, uh, tucked away. So if I drop my phone, uh, nothing's going to happen to it. 
So I like where they're going with it, but I, I think all these like little, you know, oh, it's not going to have the camera bump. Whoop they do. <laughs> um, phones in the last four years or so, they just really haven't changed much. And, you know, I thought a lot of that was due to shortages. And so companies were scaling back on what they were calling improvements. And we went from marginal improvements to marginal improvements of marginal improvements. And at this point, it's like nobody really, you know, needs the latest and greatest phone if they had something that was made in the last four years. If you can keep it working, you should keep it going because the, the new phone that you get, once you get all your apps and everything loaded over to it and all your stuff transferred, it's just like the old one. Unless you're switching from Apple to Android, there is no dramatic change. It's going to be a lot like your old phone. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's that's certainly true to a certain extent. And I guess the, the, the big to-do is for folks who are jumping up from a, you know, an older phone or something like that. But if you jumped in last year at the S22, that S23, unless you're just you know, at the cutting edge of phone technology and, and trying to stay there all the time. Yeah, I can see where that's kind of a little bit of a, what in the video game world they'd call like a roster uh, update. Yeah, <laughs> on, like on when you phone. do the math, when you do the math on it and you're like, huh, I just paid this much for a new phone. It does pretty much everything the old one did. Well, it does everything the old one did. Oh, I can store more pictures with it. Wait, but it takes bigger pictures, so can I store more pictures with right. it? I mean, it's like, <laughs> at this point, you know, it, it, most people have about 128 gigs of onboard storage on their device. And right now, that seems sufficient. Seems. Yeah. Hopefully um, so. But I, I have noticed that there are a lot of iPhone users that want to take their, you know, brand new iPhone that's got 128 gigs or 256 gigs of onboard storage, uh, but they've moved you know, 10 years worth of photos over to, and then they upload that to their MacBook, and suddenly they have no storage in their MacBook because the storage in the phones and the cost of such is surpassing that which most people want to spend on their laptop. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they get a, they get a MacBook because it's the one that, you know, oh, okay, this is the most affordable one. I guess I'll go with this one. Um, let me get 128 gigs of storage on it, and then let me get 256 gigs of storage on my phone, and let me snap pictures like crazy, and then back it up to my MacBook. Not going to last long. You know, I have I have attempted to schedule a cleaning of my Google Docs and photos. That's never going to happen. Never going to happen. I mean, at what point does that, I mean, that that's the cow's out of the barn, man. Or the horse, all of them. They're all out of the barn. All the animals are out of that barn. It's like 80 bajillion T pictures and movies, and and I'm going through here, and this is stuff my kids shot when they were like five, and I'm like, I'm not deleting that. I don't want to lose that stuff. But then I never go back and get it and put it somewhere else, so I don't know. Maybe I'll take vacation one week, and I'll be able to clean out my Google Photos. It might, That's it might, what you tell yourself. Yeah, it might take that long. I feel like it would probably take that long. I'm, whatever I try to do it on, I'll have to reboot it like three times before all of that's finished. And I don't even know where it's I'm going to really put it. It's really convenient 
until you want to do some kind of house cleaning digitally, yeah, then it's really, really not fun. Like, but, oh, I need to move all these over to this folder, and they're all the way over here. I gotta. Uh, you know, gonna, this uh, is interesting, Jeremy. I, I've been listening to some uh, some minimalist podcasts, trying to pick up some tips mm-hmm. to clear uh, clutter, and all of the clutter that they psychological clutter and mental clutter and digital clutter. And they start talking about digital clutter. And I'm like, oh, how do I even get out of bed in the morning uh, with all this digital clutter that I have? <laughs> and uh, boy, that's it's there is something to that. So that's maybe we'll, something we'll bring along into the show eventually. For taking, before we take our next break, how about this? Apple's removed uh, the iOS apps belonging to VK, the technology conglomerate behind Russia's version of Facebook. Uh, and they've removed the apps from the uh, Apple App Store globally. In a translated statement on its website, VK said that its apps, quote, are blocked by Apple, but that will, quote, continue to develop and support iOS applications. In response to an inquiry by The Verge, uh, the site I'm reading this off of, Apple spokesperson Adam Dima confirmed that VK's apps have been removed and its developers' accounts shut down. These apps are being distributed by developers majority owned or majority controlled by one or more parties sanctioned by the U.K. government, uh, Dima said in a statement. In order to comply with these sanctions, Apple terminated the developer accounts associated with these apps, and the apps cannot be downloaded from any app store, regardless of location. Users have already downloaded these apps, or users who have already downloaded these apps may continue to use them. So it's like if you already had them on your phone, you're grandfathered through. But no one else can get in. Oh, you get you get flappy birded in. Yeah, yeah. On Monday, the UK government enacted new sanctions on uh, Russian oligarchs in response to sham referendums Russia recently held in parts of Ukraine. Uh, the sanctions affect 23 executives at uh, a bank, and uh, that bank has ties to VK. And VK again is the the Russian Facebook, essentially. So um, the Russian Ministry of Digital Affairs, now that's a job I just want to apply for so I can get the rejection letter, told state-controlled media outlet RT, boy, they love letters, uh, that it was investigating the reason for deleting VK applications and developer accounts, underlining the social significance and scale of use of the services provided by the Russian company. Uh, And the apps are still available on Google's Play Store. So either Google's not paying attention, maybe they just don't care. Probably a little bit of both. All right. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio with Jeremy Thompson. I'm Jay White. Wilts Contreras is out this week. Hey, um, before we take these calls, let me tell you what we got coming up just after that. Jeremy's got uh, some Xfinity frustration. Oh, gosh. Just hearing the name. <laughs> just <laughs> as soon as you say Xfinity. Okay, so it's not just Xfinity. It's actually the Xfinity Stream app which Comcast is hawking to people who want to cut the cord, but Comcast wants to keep you uh, suckling at the Comcast teat, so to speak. And I'm intrigued so, by that because, look, we had YouTube TV at our house for a long time. We just cut that loose. and But still, we need some, we need it, some sort of access to linear programming because that's how you get stuff first run still uh, sometimes. So, like, the, the, that option is something I'm interested in. So I'm right, so I'm, I'm my in- client, Miss Judy, she wanted to set this up on her home TV so that she could get some basic channels 
and PBS and all this. And I was like, okay, well, she had a uh, an older Apple TV that was not compatible with the Xfinity Stream app. So I was like, all right, we can either upgrade your Apple TV or I can go get you. And I know I just talked smack about this last week, but I can go get you a Fire TV and I can set that up. <laughs> um, so she had, you know, Amazon services and everything already. So it, it made sense. Plus, it's got the remote with the buttons. That she can push, like if she wants to watch Netflix, she can hit the Netflix button. And Apple TVs are like over a hundred dollars. A Fire TV is like forty bucks. So it was an easy sell. I was like, you don't, you don't need all that Apple TV stuff. She didn't use it. She doesn't like having, you know, eight billion different remotes. Like I was trying to just encapsulate the whole TV viewing experience with one remote, and hopefully assisted by the Xfinity Stream app. But after I set it up for her, she asked me how to set up favorite channels. And you would think, like, okay, well, in, in a modern-day user interface on a TV through a streaming app, you would probably just go to that channel and then click Add to Favorites, and then there you go. It's your favorite, right? Well, that may make sense to everybody listening, but apparently the engineers at Comcast think that it's better to – keep track of which channels you watch the most and then just automatically add those to your favorites. Well, picture me standing in my client's living room, just fumbling through the menus going, there's gotta be somewhere to add this PBS as your favorite, but it's just, it's not there. So you just have to watch a lot of PBS if you want to add it. Okay. Well, I, 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 you. I get the idea behind it. It's supposed to be easier to use, but all it does is confuse people. But when I went to set it up for her, several of the channels that she was watching were already, let's call it automatically, automatically Ooh. added to her favorite. Is that trademark? So there was some of the stuff, it, probably. And so I told her, Looking you up. know, just watch the channels that you want to watch the most, watch them frequently, and then they will end up on your favorites list. But she was so confused as to how the whole thing worked. And so was I. I mean, I'm sitting here like, I, I've never used this app before, but I mean, you know, we'll figure it out together. So basically, you have access to live TV, and you can set up like a DVR-type function where you can record a show. So, for example, she wanted to record the Packers game that came on last Sunday. And so I was showing her how to go through the guide, and you have to go all the way up to the day that you want to do and then, you know, pick the show and then tap on it and then hit that you want to record it. And it's just like this is such a, a, a I don't know, it feels like like TiVo kind of like it, it's, it, it's but they didn't make it any better. It's still just the same lame interface. It's still hard to use. But then we found out that she could actually pull up the Xfinity Stream app on her iPhone and she could look at the schedule. And so it was easier for her to set up programs that she wanted to watch on her phone. It's very difficult for an 80-year-old woman to use the little bitty, uh, to, to see when, you know, a little arrow on the screen changes color. Now, for, you know, people that can see and hear clearly, which she can see pretty well, but her hearing, you know, she uses hearing aids and stuff, there are a lot of things that are being ignored for people in that audience. And I shared her frustration and through gritted teeth, figuring all the stuff out and trying to help her make this work as well as we could for her. 
I was like, I'm talking about this on my show on Wednesday. I am going to complain because it just doesn't help anyone, and it doesn't solve her problem. It only makes her situation more cumbersome. So what did we figure out? Well, if she wants to watch PBS, she's really better off using the PBS app that you can download on the Fire TV versus using the PBS that streams through on the Xfinity Stream app because the experience is not great. Yeah. And when you go through the PBS MPV app, it's much better. And I'm not even trying to like promote the app, and yet here I am doing it because it works better. So whatever the engineers at MPB are doing, you guys should go and tap Comcast on the shoulder and be like, hey, your app is terrible, and nobody's going to use it because your interface <laughs> right. doesn't work. Well, let me, is, let, me take this time, let me take this time to promote right. the MPB public media app. Which again, you can you can watch MPB television and you can listen to MPB Think and Music Radio all through the app and don't ask NPR about it because they might be sore. All right, let's go to the phones because uh, maybe they want us to conform to their app, which is not as good as ours. <laughs> and that's not what they're used to having people say to them, so they don't take that well. Let's go to Bobby in Yazoo City. Bobby, thanks for calling in. What's going on? Good morning. All right, I have a Dale laptop, and it has fingerprint ID. I've had it since 2018, and I've lost my password. Is it any way that Jeremy can pull it up if I take it to his business, or is that something that I'll have to get Dale to do? Um, so if you've lost your password, you can still log in with your thumbprint or fingerprint? Right. Can I do that? Okay. To- create another password or well i think when you go in to change the password it's going to ask you for the existing password and not your thumbprint i could be wrong but if uh if you if you want to check it are you running windows 10 or windows 11 or do you know uh windows 11 i just downloaded it windows 11 okay all right so what you need to do is uh go to your uh start menu which, you know, it's the little Windows logo icon, and go to Settings. Okay. And then go to Accounts. Okay. And when you click on Accounts, look over on the right, and there should be a thing that says Sign In Options. Okay. And then, let's see. You should have the option to, uh, do you have a pin set up? That's another. See, all that was lost. It was lost in a fire. Okay. The only thing I had well, if you can. It. So, I, I'm trying to go in here and like fiddle with my own, but I don't even see where the dang password is under accounts anymore. Um, that's great. If you can still to your workplace and let you do it. Are you in Hattiesburg? Uh, no, sir. I'm in Yazoo City, but it's worth my while. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, if you can get in with your thumbprint and we can get access to your uh, your accounts, if you're an admin or even if you're not, I can I can help you get around that stuff. But yeah, as far as like instructing you over the phone, it's it, there's a lot of steps involved. Um, but right. if you if you can get in with the with your with your thumb, I believe yeah, I can help you out. Okay. Could I get your phone number and everything to your business to, after you hang up or whatever? Certainly. It's six zero one. Five five seven zero four 
one one. Six zero one five nine seven. The last one's zero four one one. Four one one. Because we've I've had several geniuses try it, but none of them done it. Well, you know that just gets me excited. And I was talking about that meme with that guy rubbing his hands together coming from out behind the tree. When yeah. people tell me that other techs have tried it and they haven't been able to do it, I just I just really love the challenge. So, yes, absolutely. Uh, shoot me a text or give me a call. I'll be happy to help you get that taken care of. I will drive down there from Yazoo City and let you do it. Thank you, sir. I appreciate okay. your patience and your time. All right, Bobby. Bobby, we appreciate it. And as I understand, Bobby – I had called a couple times, and each time we were either right up against a break or right against the end of the show, and he was having trouble getting in. So, Bobby, I'm glad that we got to get you on the air and uh, try to get that figured out a little bit. All right, let's go next to Lori, who's in Jackson. Lori, good morning. Yes, hello. What's happening? Okay, I have uh, a website that I log into. Uh, it's a database, and it times out after two or three hours. If you don't use it, you have to log back into it, and mm-hmm. they tell me there's a setting that can be changed, but they can't tell me exactly what the setting is. Uh, well, so I, I don't I obviously don't know what kind of setup you're running here, but usually a setting like that is going to be on the uh, what we call will be the back end of the server. Um, Usually, you would have to go, I think, you would have to go into your database itself and specify what the timeout or the user timeout period is. Um, but you would have to go, it, it, is, you said this is a web-based server? Uh, yes. Uh, well, server, it's a, it's a, a CRM, a database management uh, program, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm accessing it through Chrome. Okay, so that's, that's what um, they're telling if, me. There's some kind of a setting in Chrome that can be changed, but then they can't tell me what the setting is. Well, generally, if it's a if it's a web based, that's so nice thing, of them. It's going to be a setting on that site, and yeah, there's always going to be those people that are like, "Well, you can do it." I don't know exactly how, um, but I would think that this would be something on the on the website itself. So check, either check um, the browser, check your browser, lady. That's what they said. Yeah. If you uh, if you log into this platform, there should be some kind of a setting where you could change the user timeout period. But I don't. I mean, I don't know what you're using, so I mean, it's it's difficult to say. I'm I'm pretty sure you can change that on the database side, but since you're logging into it on a web interface, you don't have access to that. Um, so, yeah, I would uh, I would look and see if it's a setting in the program itself. As far as page timeout settings in Chrome, uh, I'm not. I'm not really sure. Uh, usually, it's going to be something to do with that server. And I was going to say, some of those websites, you know, depending on how secure that information needs to be, the I mean, the site may bump that. I mean, it may be a safety feature that site has to protect the information on it. Right. Yeah. It's a security thing on the on the site itself. Like, I mean, if you log into like a, you know, IRS.gov or something like that and you leave your account or your, your window untouched for 15 minutes, it goes to log you out. So unless there's a setting in that program that you or that site that you log into, I would say that you can't change that option 
and you're going to have to if, if you want to keep it from timing out there are some some things that you could do um, there are programs that you could get that can move your mouse after a certain period of time uh, that way it might keep the page from timing out but otherwise you might you might have to look at something like that in order to make that work all right i'll i'll check in the program okay all right Laurie, stay right. uh stay uh stay tuned let us uh, keep us updated Thank you. All right. We appreciate it. All right. Let's go to. Um, oh, go ahead. We'll look for like a, a mouse jiggler or something like that. But Did you um, just say jiggle the handle. Just. It, well, you got to jiggle the mouse. Does my grandma work for Everyone's you? What? Huh? So, um, yeah, just uh, just Google mouse jiggler and you <laughs> ought to find something that can jiggle that mouse for you. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we take our next call, that's awesome. Uh, by the way, here are a couple of because if I don't say this now, I'll forget. We only got like seven minutes left in the show. Here's some stuff coming up for Netflix in October. All right. Uh, any given Sunday. Um, City Slickers, The Color Purple, Gladiator, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, um, Land of the Lost, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, National Lampoon's Vacation, National Lampoon's European Vacation. Oceans 11, 13, and 12 listed in that order, I guess, alphabetically. Uh, Point Break, Risky Business, Robin Hood, Runaway Bride, All the Rush Hours, Sex in the City, the movie, Sex in the City 2, All the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies, Walking Tall, Wedding Crashers, Vegas Vacation. There's tons of stuff, good stuff, coming into uh, Netflix, and that's all going up. October 1st, so in just a couple of days. Uh, all right. By the way, uh, automagically, I guess you know this, Jeremy, but automagically is uh, an informal but very well-known term uh, in the tech world. Oh, so I don't, I don't, cool. Well, I, I guess automagically is a slang term used to describe processes that are too complex to be explained easily. Perfect. How about that? And I, I don't see where it's trademarked, so jump on that. You know, maybe you can uh, call. You can change the name from uh, your store from Computer Doctors to Automagically Fixed. All right, Automatic. Let's go to next is uh, Mike. Do y'all install uh, car stereos? Uh, no, it's it's not Auto Magic. It's Automagic. Right. Like automatic. There you go. No, I would get way too many calls for the wrong thing. That's true. Well, I mean, just might have to hire a person to answer the phone. All right, let's go to Mike and Hernando. Mike, good morning. What's going on? Uh, I've got a question for you guys. I purchased Xfinity's uh, Essentials, the little white box, and it's just Internet only. I have nothing else. Uh, It's all hooked up, and ever since it's been hooked up and I've had it a week, uh, the little box has a little white light on top, so I know it's working, and the Ethernet cable comes around to my laptop. But when I go online and click online, suddenly I get a little red flag that says no Internet connection. And then it'll go off screen. A few seconds later, a green one pops up and says reestablishment has been reestablished. That goes on and off and on and off. Is there something wrong with the box or what? Okay. So first off, um, when this is happening, do you have other devices that are having issues or is it just the laptop? That's it. That's the only thing that's connected. Okay. All right, and the red light, that's that's going on and off on the modem itself? No, on screen. 
when I try to on click screen. on something. Okay. Yeah. And then All right. I, so you I said that you're you said you said that you're hardwired in, right? Yes, sir. Did did Comcast come in and also connect you to the wireless network, or uh, is it yeah, just wired was, in? Well, I okay. Um, they just fixed it. They connected it. I would recommend checking to make local, sure that it's not connected store. to your Wi-Fi. That it's not. Make sure it's not connected to your Wi-Fi. That was a problem because I came back to the store because nothing was working, and they said, "Well, you got mm -hmm. the they, the installer put the wrong cable in." So they handed me this yellow Ethernet cable. Said, "Go plug that in." It's still doing uh -huh. it now. The the local okay. store told me they said, "Well, unplug it at the wall for 15 seconds. It'll all reset and plug it back in." Yeah, I done that yet? But that sounds screwy. Kick the plug out of the wall. Okay. That's the answer. Taking the plug out of the wall usually will help because that will reset the device and it will give it a, a moment to reset the memory in it and everything. But what I would do here is I would hook up the Ethernet cable and make sure that you're disconnected from the Wi-Fi and try to see if you get Internet access or if you can go to speedtest.net, see how fast it is, and then do the other thing. Uh, unhook the Ethernet and connect it to the Wi-Fi and see if one of those two works. You may have a bad Ethernet port on the modem itself, or you may have a bad modem that needs to be replaced. But if this was put in a week ago and you've had nothing but issues, I'm leaning towards you having bad hardware, but confirm whether the wireless Ethernet thing and vice versa works. And then from there, you should be able to determine whether or not you need to take that thing back. All right, Mike. Let's uh, let's go to Janice real quick before the end of the show. Janice got about a minute left. What's going on? Hey, um... I read that you can set a mouse on an old watch that has a second hand moving around, and that will keep it moving. It's like jiggling the mouse. That's a great tip. Wow. Say that again? <laughs> what? You just take an old watch, not not a digital watch, but one has a second one that has a second hand that's moving around, and uh, it keeps the uh, mouse activated. Holy cow! I'm wearing Very a watch. Cool. I'm wearing a watch with a second hand right now. Have to see if this works. Oh wait, we're at the end of the show. All right. Well, Janice, <laughs> you, you've given me something to do for the next rest of the day now. So thank you for that. Awesome oh, tip. Welcome. That awesome timely tip in the short amount of time we gave you right here at the end of the show. All right, that's going to do it for us. Lots of great calls right up here at the end. I mean, for folks who listen regularly, we get a lot of calls in the back half of the show. You call earlier. There's plenty of time to get in. We don't have to try to slam all the calls in the last five or ten minutes of the show. We want you all to have as much time as you want. Except if you've got awesome one-line help drops like Janice in Hattiesburg. I'm really intrigued by that. She threw me off the end of the, end of the show here, end of, the, end of my game. Jeremy, thanks so much as always, and thanks for everybody who called. And as always, this will be on our podcast page, and you can find that wherever you take your podcasts or mpbonline.org right here on Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.